0: The free-for-all roundtable.
1: Round Round two. On round two, let's say good morning to Jason Agnew, News Talk 1010 host, and in particular, Sunday mornings, the trivia show. Karima Sad is a Toronto lawyer. And uh, back after a fairly long absence, Adam Vaughn, former MP, is uh, with us. Nice to have you back, Adam Vaughn. Thanks very much. I got busy while I was away. Yes. Um, Okay, so listen, let's start with, uh, I don't even know if this is a debatable, but it's worth mentioning because it's the lead story today. WestJet makes a deal with its pilots. Jason Agnew, I don't know if you had any tickets banked or trips in the pipe, but it's, uh, it's good news as we enter the summer to know that WestJet, at the very least, is out of the woods.
2: Yeah, I didn't have anything uh, booked for the next little bit, John, but I do have a coworker who had planned a family vacation that they hadn't gone away for over a decade and they had booked WestJet and it was just panic all week long to know if they were actually leaving for this vacation. So it's good that everything did come together and everything's back to the norm. All right. Adam Vaughn, any thoughts or shall we keep moving? Yeah, and no, I had a
3: coworker as well who switched their flight and left a day early just to avoid the 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 possibility, but I think it's it just speaks to how hard it's been for the airline industry and airports to 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 remount after COVID. It's been quite something. So Jerry was mentioning that he's going to be talking
1: about this study later on. Kareem, I'll start with you on this one. Um young Canadian professionals are at a mental health breaking point according to a new workplace survey. I'm not as Uh, sanguine or jaundiced, I guess, as Jerry is, I I think it's it's a tough world out there, and particularly living in Toronto and trying to make a living and pay the bills is not easy. So, I don't look at these people as failing to have the stoicism they need, but what do you think?
0: I agree with you, John. Um, You know, when we talk about the pressures of mental health and supporting people, um, that's more than just raising awareness or having kind of little perks. Um, it, it goes down to how livable is the city. And that's, you know, a bigger issue than perhaps just the employer-employee relationship. Um, but it's hard to survive in Toronto and elsewhere in Canada right now. And like those root issues need to be addressed and dealt with. And it, it's nice to talk about Mental health and important to do so, but uh, what underlies these concerns? Jim, so, I, you know, go ahead, It's interesting.
3: I, I think it's. I mean, I, th- I think there are pressures that are that are you know existential. Rent being a, a big one, but I also think the way um, workplaces talk about mental health, and and we had seminars on it in in, in my workplace this week. Um, I think we talk about it differently as well, and there's space to talk about it, and so uh, that the, the shared experience is is surfaced more um, nowadays than it used to be back when when mental health pressures were just simply you know suck it up and and, and go back to work and and uh, you know take it out on. On on your on your friends when you play hockey or or what tennis on the weekend or whatever you do but but I think it's the way we talk about it has changed as much as as the depth of of despair that some are feeling and that's a good thing
1: yeah and Jason
3: I I sort of get the feeling that a lot of people it's
1: sort of like if previous generations were miserable in the workplace then younger generations should just put up with it.
2: Well, John, this is actually really hard for, I think, someone like you or I to relate to. And I say that because we made the choice to get into something that we really, really love doing. You know, I still to this day work six days a week and I have no regrets about it. There were times in my career where I was working seven days a week and I absolutely loved everything that I did. It's a holiday weekend. I'm going to be there on Sunday morning at nine to do the trivia show. I just really like what I'm doing. So it is hard for me to relate to people people that don't like going to work because I do love it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Whenever people say that, uh, you know, you should run for
1: office, I always say, seems like too much of a real job. You're right. I'm I'm, I'm having a party here. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's never been that big an issue. Uh, let's move into another issue altogether, which would be, and Adam Vaughn, you've been an elected official. You've also been a Toronto City Councillor. So I want to ask you if you feel that Brad Bradford is being hard done by. Let's Listen. somebody actually turned his remarks from a leader's debate, a mayor's debate into a song.
2: There are cranes in the sky and the money's flowing, so please don't ask me why. I've got a developer wife and we're doing well. And Paul? Hey, that's
1: life. Paul's in the basement. Paul's in the basement. All right. So Adam Vaughn, you know, I haven't talked to Brad directly about this. He and I know each other. So I'm not sure if he feels like he's being unnecessarily mocked, but what do you make of it? Well, first of all,
3: technology scares me. So I'm glad I'm not in politics anymore. I can only imagine the mixtape, but, but, uh, I, I, you know, it's, it's, Politicians are coached to sort of tell anecdotes as a way of you know humanizing their their policy positions and and you saw it on the stage a lot uh, during the debate this week. Olivia Chow is the worst at it, you know her grandkids with social theories that that uh, require a PhD to 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 really sort of explore properly. It's it's just it's a bit of a stretch at times, and when it is, and I think Brad's example um it it just it sounded weird when it came out and it's not surprising that someone's made it weirder okay jason
2: agnew i guess you know that's his pop culture in a political era my problem with this is that the remix is garbage (laughs) um actually john i love this we've been you i've been listening all morning and all we've been talking about is brad bradford and for a guy who is fighting the 80 or 90 other people running for mayor his name is sticking out this morning so kudos to him for running with this but whoever produced this come on do better
1: i don't know it sounds a bit like the new age invasion of 1981 but uh karima sad well that's
2: the problem right there john it's 1981 this is
1: 2023 okay karima (laughs)
0: I think it's kind of catchy. Um, So I I was actually at the debate um, and that line about the tenant in the basement stood out to me as being a little bit out of touch at the time. And I was surprised to see um, Mr. Bradford's campaign pick up on that as a soundbite for his own Twitter. And then kind of the pylon happened because it, it is a little bit out of touch, I think, with how many people feel about the housing situation and affordability in the city and the cost of living, even in a basement. Um, Now, to to Jason's point, uh, you know, it's publicity and we're talking about it. So that's that.
1: Okay. Um, So there's kind of an unconscious theme, I guess, to our discussion. It's very much about housing and about affordability and about how we make our livings. So let's continue along that thread. Uh, Canadians have been warned by the governor of the Bank of Canada that we're not going to go back to low interest rates. Jason, I'll start with you on this one. I never thought we would. I don't know how we got to the point where we thought, you know, a 0.5% central bank rate was where we were going to be
2: all the time. My my hands are in the air, completely agreeing with you. Going, yeah. Did did people think we were going back down? This is staying steady. Maybe a slight increase here. So n- no surprise with this article with me. And Karima said, "Any, I mean, sure,
1: we should be resentful about having to pay more, but that's kind of the normal."
0: It, it is. Um, I think that people got used to. Um, sort of a, a holding pattern where it was cheap to borrow money. Um, but that's not sustainable. Um, and, and you know, we're working ourselves back up to some kind of a neutral rate. Adam
1: Vaughn, housing has always been one of your special files. Um, I always consider myself extraordinarily lucky that the years where I was paying for real estate were
3: years where we had low interest rates, but I certainly didn't expect that to continue. No, I, I and and CMHC put stress tests in because they expected it years ago yeah. to, to happen, and they didn't want to to see the sudden rate hikes, um, you know, overly destabilize the market. W- one of the ironies here is that is that people have been calling for um, not just supply of new housing, but also to 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 model the demand differently. And 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 to cut housing prices and and at the federal level, there's really only one tool that you can do that with, and that's interest rates. And that's what's that's what's happened for a series of reasons. Uh, it, it's a case to be careful what you ask for, quite frankly. But but you know, if you were following the market, if you had a mortgage, and 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 you know, the, clearly there's too many people that, that want them that can't get them. But but if you if you had a mortgage every signal was being sent by Cmac that this day was coming and yeah. and now it's arrived and it will be like this for for the foreseeable future it really really um, has an impact on the on the delivery of new housing because those interest rates are also the same interest rates that construction companies have to pay and developers have to pay to launch projects. And so it's it's going to have an impact on the housing market for years to come in different ways than just affordability from, the, from the, the purchaser's perspective. The construction of housing is now more expensive. So the poll that I've been pulling on this
1: morning about belief in heaven and hell and an afterlife is from the UK, but I can't imagine the results be all that different here and and Karima said this poll would suggest that the older you get, the less likely you are to believe in the existence of hell. And maybe that's because you're going there. I don't know Or <laughs> you want to
3: believe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, young people being more likely to believe in hell, it feels like we're living it. So that doesn't really surprise me.
1: <laughs> Jason Agnew.
2: Well, yeah, is, I was going to go with Kareemah's point there. Do, is it because young people think they're living it? Like with employers requesting them going to work five days a week, maybe even going into the office, boomers getting their pronouns wrong. Oh, my goodness. You know, the struggle's real. Okay, Adam Vaughn, I guess, you know, my instinct whenever I'm
3: looking at a poll like this one is define hell. but And I don't what? think they did that. But the opposite would have to be true, too. If you believe in hell, you have to believe in heaven, don't you? So that means more people than ever believe in heaven as well, which is, you know, maybe maybe this is a glass half full, glass half empty study. Okay. And again, speaking of unconscious themes and segues uh, from
1: discussing the existence of hell to children in restaurants, uh, Jason Agnew, uh, Canadians <laughs> like the idea.
2: My personal hell, John. Yeah, give me the flights and give me the restaurants without the kids for the guy who doesn't have any. Um, well, so we don't have a smoking and non-smoking section anymore, so now we can rededicate those uh, particular places to childless and, and uh, childful.
1: Okay. And Adam Vaughn, this is about a poll that found that people favor the idea of child child free restaurants and adult only flights. Um, you know, I get it. Someone's got to pay for my pension so I can put up with the kids.
3: There are so many people who complain about so many things on flights. (laughs) I'm sure if you put a poll on it, you can get cats banned. You can get people with oversized luggage banned. You get people with headphones that leak too much sound. Look, I, I think we live in a society of complaints sometime. And, and, uh, it, it, it's it's fun to laugh at a poll like this but <laughs> lighten up oh,
1: okay <laughs> thank you all we're at a racetrack but uh karima sad jason agnew and adam vaughn my thanks to you thanks to everybody for listening mike catherwood for putting things together along with joe cristiano and have a wonderful long weekend here comes summer
2: Paul's in the you might think it's weird to be your best buds landlord but i don't do you take a grand from your man's monthly well i do Paul's in the basement. Hmm.